Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cars Unfiltered, the podcast. So, um, we are in a bit of state of discombobulatedness today. Uh, I was in a conference over the weekend in Cleveland, and I left my microphone, and uh, we're behind because we are going to record yesterday so we could release today, and we're trying to catch up. So, Mike is actually, uh, like, he doesn't have all his gear either, and so, yeah. Sorry for the audio quality, um, but we just had a lot of stuff going on. And Mike has been working his butt off on the truck. Yes, I have. So, yes, I have. Yeah. It's it's awesome, too. So Scared Charlie Garage, um, the Instagram, has some really cool pictures of what Mike's been working on and the progress that he's been making. Um, I don't know if you'd you call it progress, really. Well, you decapitated the truck this weekend. It, yes, yeah, I did. Yes, I and did. And then so. And then sewed that, sewed it back together, kind of, kind of like Doctor Frankenstein. Okay, it's getting there to the sewing back together part, but currently it's more in the like uh, I set the head on the shoulders part. Right. Yeah. So, which is cool. It lines up, right? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, that's why it's not uh, completely welded. But we'll get into that a little bit more later. All right. Cool. Yeah. So the topics we had to talk about today. Um, well, obviously that we'll talk about that at the end. Um, but we want to talk about cars and coffee events a little bit. Uh, and also, I'm going to be autocrossing my car, I think, next weekend. And so I need to turn my notifications off so don't hear the beeps. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, let's let's talk about cars and coffee. Yeah, so I don't know how true this is, right? But uh as it warms up here, uh, we're starting to see a lot more cars and coffee events pop up on you know, Facebook calendars and things like that. Um, and since I've been busy as all get out, I haven't made it out to any of them yet. But um, it may be the circles that we run in, but I also think that it may be a trend. So I was curious as to what your thoughts were, Tom. Um, but I feel like there's a lot less uh, like auto zone. Uh, parking lot car shows and a lot mm-hmm. more uh, cars and coffee type events, right? Where you can kind of get in instead of showing up someplace at, I don't know, seven or eight o'clock at night and hanging out until whenever it's dark and everybody feels like going home. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of in my mind anyways, uh, some of that scene has transitioned into, well, let's go someplace early in the, on Sunday morning uh, show up at like eight o'clock. We'll get a couple of cups of coffee in us. We'll walk around for an hour or two, and then we're out of here by eleven. And on we with got our stuff day. to do. Yeah, right. Because yeah. we, we have other things to do, right? Um, and as, so, like I could say, I've just seen a lot of cars and coffee events pop up. So I'm curious as to what your thoughts are on that. So <clears throat> I'm going to kind of parallel this with another industry thing, right? So I think there's a bunch of reasons for that. I also would say that as much as that may be like kind of a trend, the other stuff still exists for sure. Um, the guy that uh, invited me autocrossing is actually like, he's a big part of kind of that parking lot meetup culture around here. Um, and you know, he's kind of, he's keeping it alive in this area to be honest with you. Um, and a couple other guys are doing it too, but I would say cars, the like cars in general, excuse me, are a lot different than they were, you know, 30 years ago, right? Like a car is not like, uh, you know, something you go out and you buy 
and like it's interesting or whatever and you know you plank around with it and stuff like like people can't go and mess around with their cars as easily as they used to be able to and the cars are also like really expensive you know what i mean like you're not going like you're not going out and spending like you know three four grand on a new car anymore or 10 grand on a new brand new car anymore and it's not and you know to keep it kind of like inflation adjusted like it's not a half a year's income it's like a whole year's income or maybe a year and a half or something like that right yeah so so like you know people don't want to mess with them as much and also people are like busy and people got you know got stuff to do i think people that can afford interesting cars are older now um and so they're busy so like yeah like you know doing something in the morning and like hanging out like you know older people i'm i mean i'm i think we're kind of getting there too mike but yeah yeah, you know (laughs) Staying out until like, you know, like some of these guys here are younger and, you know, the, like they don't have a problem like staying out till 12, one o'clock in the morning and like, you know, driving around and stuff. And I'm like, like, that sounds fun, but I'm tired. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, so, so I think that's kind of like kind of the change. That said, if all these car meets were like, you know, like 60s and 60s Camaros and Mustangs and stuff like that and like Torinos like I might be more interested in like staying up late I don't know what it is about it but like the car culture now that like stays up late is kind of more known of like kind of getting in trouble you know what I mean like it's the cars arguably aren't as interesting um you know as they were back then for like kind of the same you know same price point so so yeah, I don't know. I think that's kind of what's happening. And to parallel it too, like you have computers. Like there used to be computer user groups where people brought their stuff together, like the computers and land parties, and would like do stuff, right? And yeah, people don't do that anymore. Yeah, like the internet is another thing too. Is another factor. Like people communicate through the internet or you know organized trips. I think like group drives are getting bigger um, and more popular. Little rally type things, right? But yeah, just like a group of guys getting together and meeting up in a parking lot somewhere. I think that had utility back in the day, and I, I just don't think it does now as much. Well, back in the day being, you know, the 90s or early 2000s yeah. even. <laughs> right, yeah, true. Which is, you know, 30 years ago almost, right? It's I, Well, yeah, at least 20 years ago anyway. So Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was just interested to – obviously, I do not uh, hang around with the crowds that – hang out in the parking lot anymore um so i just i haven't seen it you know um, mm-hmm. and everything that i hear about anytime somebody talks to me about hey are you going to this thing or that thing or the other thing it's almost invariably a cars and coffee event on the weekend yeah you know um so yeah i, I just uh, i thought that maybe the uh the parking lot cruise was going the way of the dodo bird you know it, it kind of seems like it is. I mean, the cars and coffee events are kind of interesting because it's like a car show, like a, a shorter, more casual car show, right? And for whatever reason, like because of that format, people have been bringing out like expensive, rare stuff a lot yeah, of times. Pretty, pretty much any time we go to one of those events, there's some high dollar metal there. And there's something for everybody. Like there's American stuff, you know, like, I mean, I I think I feel like we've seen a Ford GT at almost every freaking Cars and Coffee we've been. Yeah, to. but that's, only, that's um, partially because we just live in Detroit. Well, even at the Ann Arbor one, right? Like I've gone to like a bunch 
uh, last year. I haven't gone to any this year yet, which is horrible. Like, I apologize. I'll get on that bandwagon soon. Um, but yeah, like there's import stuff, there's classic stuff, there's like classic import stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, there's newer stuff, trucks, um, uh, like everything is there. Yes. Which I think, I think that's partially why they've grown, uh, as quickly as they have, because, uh, not only is it a time that pretty much everyone can make, whether they have kids or not, uh, there's also something for everybody there. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There's some of my favorite yeah. events to go to, right. I mean, partially, partially because there is, uh, such a low barrier of entry, right? Like it, it's not a big yeah. time commitment or anything like that. So uh, they're definitely, they definitely appeal to me anyways. And actually that's a good point. Like cars and coffees are announced in listed places, right? Like parking lot meetups and groups and stuff anymore. Like cops don't like those. So those are generally like, you have to be in the know, you have to be in that scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, or you have to have a group of friends that are all, you know, car people and you just all, decide to do it right um because i remember actually back in uh 2008 or something like that um actually with lahel actually with his uh s2000 he's like hey hey i heard about this like kind of group drive happening it was like at 10 or 10 or 11 p.m or something like that it was all like under kind of kind of undergroundy but what happened was they, somebody had like leaked the route online that was just dumb and everybody like showed up and got ready to like take off. And the organizer guy, the head guy was like, Oh, we can't do it because you know, like it's, it was leaked. And so now there's probably going to be cops waiting. Cause I guess they did this kind of fairly often and just kept changing the route. So yeah, that kind of stuff happens. We should, we should find more of that kind of stuff, Tom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, could or we could just go drive like on like one one fifteen or one ten up north, and like there's just nobody there. Yeah, just drive whatever you want. That's true too. I think that's a little bit more my speed these days. Yeah. Um. So yeah, cool. So like on that note, I'm going to. Uh, or did you have anything else you want to bring up about that? No, that was pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it's. I think it's super interesting. And I love the format, to be honest with you. And how can you be cars and coffee together? Like two, two of my favorite things. And everybody's two of everybody's favorite things. I, I think. don't know. Some people, some people um, don't like coffee, but we don't talk to those people. Right. Yep. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, this next weekend. So I had a um, a trip already planned and there is uh, this autocross actually so i want to talk with you mike about this because i need some help um so this autocross event i went to i think last year my uh, friend invited me to and uh i ran my mustang for the first time after owning it for like five years i finally took it and ran it on an autocross track wait will uh, your course. car actually and i did okay. actually make it around an autocross course i mean it's it's not familiar to it, it did more than once I did it more than once, actually. Um, and also me being like relatively novice. And to be quite frank, too, like driving an autocross course that's so tight with a manual car and not having like done that before, you have to be so coordinated with oh, your yeah, shifting. Yeah. It's unreal. Driving, driving a manual through yeah. a freaking parking lot autocross course is a difficult thing for sure. Yeah. And so this is actually like on the um, the infield of an oval uh, racetrack. So you spend like probably 
two-thirds of the time in the oval and the other third like using the infield to crisscross yeah, okay. the oval. Um, it's pretty technical, to be honest with you. Um, and the surfaces are weird because you're going from – like the infield tarmac is way different than the track tarmac, feeling anyway. Um, and there's also like little grass – corners and stuff that it's sometimes hard not to clip and changes your traction and and everything so anyway all that to say my car is a uh, 2012 mustang v6 performance pack so i have upgraded suspension like mustang gt expense suspension with some gt 500 parts so i got good uh, i have okay tires better than stock tires i have a larger sway bar um anti-hop bars what do you call those for wheel hop I, um, I don't know what the new ones are. Old school called them traction bars. Yeah, it's basically traction bars. It's like the same thing. But those are those are actually from the GT500. Oh, look at car. you. Impressive. Um, yeah, and it's got, instead of a 273 gear in the back, it's got a 331, so it's a little bit more peppy. So, you know, V6 car, right? The thing that I thought the car was going to be lacking was yeah, power. Yeah, but you... I keep telling you that you have plenty of power for that kind of stuff, right? Like it's 300 horsepower, 300 yep. change foot pounds of torque, which is way more than Two, 285. Let's just round it all out and say it's 300 and 300 and because the okay, 15 yeah. doesn't matter. Uh, right. It's still way more than <laughs> my little 289 that I had in my Mustang, right? Which is, it was a lot bigger right. of a motor, but you put out way more power. Yeah. So, so yeah, so as, so this is what's crazy. So power, I was totally fine. Okay. Arguably like I'm complaining about shifting, but you're basically, once you get into second gear, you don't mess with it. You know, I think there was once there's like one straightaway where I like you could kick it into third, but I mean, you're going like almost 70 at that point. So like, if you do, like you might as well like rev the engine out. Yeah. Right. You know, it was like right on the edge for the Mustang, which kind of sucked. But um, if I had three, seven gears in the back, I'd probably just run, you know, be able to hit third. Um, it's like a lot sooner right, than that yeah. straight away, which would probably make me quite a bit faster. But um, so, yeah, so the weird thing was oversteered like crazy. Like you drive like on that course, you drive my car. Like if anybody's familiar with dirt bikes, you ride dirt bikes completely from the rear tire. Like turning like everything is initiated from the rear tire on a dirt bike okay and that's how my car was it was just like my freaking like yz250 kx250 dirt bikes which was bizarre um you don't notice that driving normally on the road because you know you i mean even if you get on it or whatever you know you get like a little bit of like the, the the butt kicks out on it or some whatever you know what i mean like you do a donut or something but like when you're making quick direction changes and stuff it was really weird to be like, to be thinking about that all the time. It's like, I never, the front end never pushed. Um, the, the, like, like I've driven all wheel drives on a course before. Um, and you go into a corner and you're like thinking, okay, this is going to turn, but it just like pushes, you know, straight forward. Like you turn and nothing happens. Um, so, so I, I'm, what I'm trying to figure out, I, I thought I was going to miss this event. So I didn't do anything to my car. So what are some last minute things that I can do to my car? Oh, another thing is too, like the tires being Z-rated summer tires are grippier than stock tires, but they're really not that grippy compared to like, you know, people who do autocross more and stuff like that. So they're like a 22,000 mile tire and uh, 
I think I think the quickest, like the most effective use of money up for an upgrade for this car would be stickier tires. So wait, so you're asking? You have an event on what Saturday, Sunday? Yeah, I basically can't buy anything so, between now and then. So I need to figure out other ways to get traction and make um, this thing faster. Well, number one is improve the driver. So I'm going to say go practice in a parking lot somewhere. <laughs> I mean, that's there's probably not going to have much improvement in that because factor. It, well, but realistically, I mean, there's nothing you're going to yeah. do to your car that's going to improve it. Um in a week, right? Uh, yeah, your your best bet is just more experience with the car to figure out what it does and if you should be shifting on those long straights versus letting it wind out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, so here's the thing I was thinking. Here's So considering that traction is kind of my problem, rear traction, I was thinking about running lower tire pressure that like – like one, like drive it there. Bring an air compressor oh, yeah. with me. Yeah, drop really them down a little bit. Help for sure. Uh, you got to be kind of careful with your tires in particular, because yours yours aren't ultra low profile, but they're low profile, correct? Yeah, they're like forty. Yeah, to so you just have to yeah. make sure that you don't go too low to where you risk popping the uh, the tire off the wheel in a corner, right? Because mm-hmm. autocrossing is all about cornering for the most part. Um, so you don't yeah. want to go like if I was if you were going to go drag racing, right? You're going to set the rear tires at like four to six psi, right? And you you can't oh, get yeah, that low right. because it'll just pop the tire off the wheel while you're driving around. But you could easily yeah. probably run like fifteen, eighteen psi without a problem. Oh, uh, I was thinking about just dropping them down to like. 28 or 30 something i mean like I, that if you're gonna do it you may as well do it so i'd probably drop it down at, at least as low as 25 and then see if that helps um yeah because i can do multiple runs and i could actually test it as also as it goes, I go down. your nemesis in this type of race right so if you, if you had, it is a little yeah, bit to, because, it, it, um, i mean it is to a point yes but um like 200 pounds isn't going to kill you. But if, if you had a way to like to put a 200 pound duffel bag in your trunk, that wasn't going to move, that could potentially help you too. Right. But you don't want something in there that's oh, going to yeah, slide traction, around or yeah. whatever, you know, because, um, here the weights traded off against the traction. So it, it mm-hmm. would probably benefit you, but not if it's sliding around, you know? Interesting. So what are you doing next Saturday morning? So that <laughs> I can put you in the best. That brings seat. us to the Elcan update, which is what I'm what I'm doing next yep. Saturday morning, and that is uh, continuing to weld on a cab. So that's so, awesome. Yeah, a brief update so, for the Elcan. Tom came over on Thursday and put the fear yeah. of God in me when he told me that we only had three months, <clears throat> and I still don't have a running and driving truck. Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, kind of. What are you talking which, about? which by default means that Tom doesn't have a running and driving truck. And so he was getting apprehensive, um, which made me apprehensive <laughs> by association. And I then decided that I was going to cut the roof off. So, <laughs> so yeah. So Mike's like, oh man, we don't got enough time. Uh, I'm going to cut the roof off <laughs> because that will save time. 
Yeah, that's pretty much how that reasoning went. Yeah. Um, but I, I was pleasant. I, ple- I was uh, pleasantly happy with myself, I guess, on Sunday when the roof was going back on. And uh, it seems like things are going pretty smoothly. So I don't foresee it being a serious problem, I guess, is where I'm going with this. So, so a little background as to why you decided to cut the roof off. What? Yeah, can, uh, can you explain that just real quick? Yeah, the the easiest explanation I could say is the the flanges where the window seals and also mounts the windshield uh, were rusted to hell once I got the windshield out. So they were rustier than I had thought they were going to be, and the easiest course of action to rectify that situation was to use the other cab that I had versus trying to fabricate uh, new flange pieces. Yeah. So, so basically these can't, these cabs are almost opposites as far as like rustiness. So one cab, the bottom portion is like really clean and the top part is kind of rusty and beat up. And the other one, the top part is really clean and the bottom part is rusty. So this kind of, just using the best of both, uh, Which I was, both pieces. Yeah. I was good. So I was trying to stay away from that because both cabs, uh, are ostensibly savable, right? Like you could do it. Um, but when it comes down to the timing issue, that's where we run into a problem. Right. Uh, so although I can in theory repair the, the rusty metal, cut it out, <clears throat> fabricate new pieces, <clears throat> excuse me, ma'am. Um, and then weld in new metal where there's old rusty metal, uh, the amount of time it takes to do that is just uh, prohibitive, prohibitive in this instance. So yeah, the, the cab came off and now I'm in the process of welding it back on and hopefully it'll all be welded back up you know, this week. And then I'll have a cab back on a chassis, which means I'll be ahead of where Tom tells me I should be. <laughs> yeah. So then we can basically, uh, there's a, little, a couple little, Quirky things to do to the engine, more or less, and then Wait, we can well, start I'm testing. I think right? put on it. Um, so I'll do that. Oh and, well, uh, yeah. I have to do that, and I have to get a fan mounted. We've I've run into problems with the fan because it doesn't clear the radiator, and old parts are really hard to come by. So I'm probably going to go to an electric fan, which I was kind of trying to avoid, but it'll be fine. Um, so I'm probably going to do that, and then I need to get the exhaust fabbed and. Uh, figure out why we don't have any brakes, um, which I'm fairly certain is mostly just a bleeding issue. And then, yeah, then we're pretty much ready to run. Cool. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be, uh, we'll have some more, some more video of that here at some point. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think that's about all, all I got yeah, today. That's it for me. Do you have uh, anything else? Keep following us along on, uh, on Instagram and check back here for updates and whatnot. And, uh, Tom, I, I hope we're going to get some coverage of your autocross uh, shenanigans this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to try. It's going to be interesting because I don't know for how many hands on deck we're going to have there, but we'll hopefully right. get well, something I'm going to keep an eye out for it. All right, cool. All right, well, we'll see you guys next week.